गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुदेव महेश्वरा गुरुशक्षात पारब्रह्मा तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः I bow to the supreme guru who is Brahma Vishnu and Shiva who is not a man who is infinite but who is also in you for you are that one and your task in life is not just to have a job and keep a family going and raise children and put them through college and all the things that people do we have one job the universe has placed on our shoulders one responsibility to know who we are where we've come from and why and so today i would like to read from my book conversations with yogananda it's saying number 251 the master said to me one day keep on becoming good you are doing better now I answered him I've had a few things to work on haven't I Yes replied the master there was too much intellectual aloofness I know I said it has been a strong habit with me I'm still working on it Habits and this is the interesting thing about this conversation Habits the master replied can be changed in a day They're nothing but concentration of the mind You've been concentrating one way, simply concentrate another way, and you'll completely overcome the habit. Now that's a very important thing to understand. You see, you aren't who you think you are. You are the result only of having done certain things and thought in certain ways for a certain period of time until you think that's who you are. You've assumed that particular dress. But it isn't you. I remember my guru mentioning, because he he was liberated many lifetimes ago, and he he said that uh, when I see that I have to assume a new a personality again, it's sort of like putting on a, a hot overcoat on a hot on an overcoat on a hot day. It's a little itchy at first. uncomfortable then i get used to it it's all right but you see he's not the personality and to be infinite and imprison yourself in a little form and a little personality and to take on certain attitudes and so on that's not so easy it's just as difficult for a master to come down to our level as it is for us to come up to his level and yet he never left you never you never lose that person when you find god it isn't as if in destroying your ego you've really destroyed anything it isn't as if you become just completely impersonal you always remember that god became you you always keep that basic personality and it doesn't have the flaws of a human personality there's no jealousy or egotism or envy or all those traits that are so human but in a way you become a true human being because you evolve to its perfection your own humanity the perfection 
of your being will be when you know who you really are. That God took on your form. And God, it's amazing how, look at this world. There are two billion people here, in, I mean, one billion people here in India. How many billions? Six, seven? I never can keep up with it in this world. And yet it's just one planet out of countless billions. And God, as Yogananda wrote in his poem, Samadhi, all thoughts of all men, past, present to come, are a part of that infinite consciousness. All men, not just on this planet, throughout the universe, God is in everything. God is at the center of every atom. God dreams every thought that you think. And every thought that everybody thinks. It's a state of consciousness that is inconceivable. And yet when he creates a new being, he gives it individuality. As my guru wrote, that every atom is dowered with individuality. That germ of individuality is unique. It will never be just like there are no two snowflakes alike. No two thumbprints exactly alike. Everything that God does is unique. That's why I think one of the worst ways to approach creativity is to think, well, how have other people done it? It's not a bad idea to imitate others for a while, to sort of get a hold of technique. But then, try to feel inside. What, what, what does my own inner self tell me to do? Don't say, how can I do it differently from other people? You'll never get it right that way. Do it the way you have to do it. Do it the way you're... Everybody has a unique song to sing. Do it the way the infinite wants to sing through you. And you will see that it's yours. You know, it's a funny thing. I speak quite a few languages, about nine languages. And I can speak some of them with a, a good enough accent. So, that, for example, in Italy, people have uh, been known to say, oh, you speak good English. And they think I'm Italian. And yet, somebody was commenting on my Italian a few months ago, and he said, you know, it's really, in a way, it sounds like Italian, but it's sort of a, a Kriyananda accent. Well, there's something really beautiful in that thought, that we can't get away from who we are. I can get the accent, I can get the inflections, I can get it, still it's me talking. And whoever you are, I'll never forget, I, maybe I have a, a strangely unique voice, this I don't know, but I was visiting a country where I had been absent for quite a few years, and I called somebody and I said, uh, Oh, Swami, and they knew me immediately, just from the tone of my voice. Well, I'm, I don't know how strange a fellow I am, but I think it's true for each one of us that, in a way, each one of us, is and always will be himself. And the more we can get away from imitating other people, we don't have to be different. You don't have to think, well, what if other people do so I can do something different? If you just do it and be true to yourself, it will be who you are. There's nothing else you have to worry about. It will be different. You can say the same words. Think of a simple expression like, I love you. You know, I doubt that anybody, I doubt that anybody who has said those words sincerely is answered by his loved one unless he or she is pretty blasé with it. Oh, how hum, can't you think of anything else to say? 
Somehow it always sounds unique. No matter who says it, no matter how many times they say it, if they say it sincerely, it will always be different. Now, this is what we need to learn in ourselves. We need to understand that the qualities that we've built up around ourselves are not our true self. We need to turn back from that habit that we have formed and ask the Divine, what do you want me to do through me? What do you want me to do through this body? And you will see that everything that you do will be, in a sense, unique. Yes, it will. I've had some interesting experiences like that. One time, I had written a slideshow. I prepared a slideshow of color slides that I had taken of the Mediterranean area around Sorrento and Napoli and Naples. And uh, I wanted to write music for this slideshow. And I had a Sunday service to give that same morning, but all of a sudden, one of the melodies for this slideshow came into my mind. Well, I thought, well, since I'm in this mood, let me let it happen. And I wrote nine of them in one hour. And then I went and gave the service, and it was no loss to the service because I was inspired by just letting God do this. But each melody was different. I had to switch from Pompeii with all the tragedy of that destroyed city by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius 2,000 years ago to a sort of a gay tarantella of uh, Napoli to a monastic kind of Gregorian chant, just from one thing to the other, changing it. That's not something you do with willpower. You just offer it up to God, but if you have a very clear idea of what you want, He can give it to you. But He can't do it if you're fixed in habits. He can't do it if you say, well, I'm used to doing it this way. <coughs> he can't do it if you've gotten into a rut. You've got to get rid of those things and just try to allow God to work through you. Now, it isn't going to be like automatic writing. It won't be quite that, that uh, easy. I remember one time when it was a Sunday morning and I had the service to give in the Hollywood church. And uh, I had remembered that my guru had said that you should let God speak through you. So I thought, well, let me try it. So right in the middle of a, of a sermon, I stopped speaking and waited for God to speak. Well, of course, he didn't. But you know, one minute, two minutes, it's a long time when you're up there lecturing on a lecture platform not to say anything. A friend of mine in the audience was perspiring because he thought I'd frozen. And in fact, I, I wasn't frozen at all. I was just comfortably waiting for God to speak through me. But I figured, well, two minutes is long enough for this experiment. I realized he wasn't going to do it. That to let him talk through me had to be in another way. Not automatic writing, but offer my thoughts up to him. As my guru used to say, I will reason, I will will, I will act, but guide thou my reason, will, and activity to the right path in everything. And so, when I simply opened my mind to him and said, well, you talk through me, it isn't as if I didn't use my mind. It's that the ideas came, the energy came, the inspiration came, the power came, that was all his. 
but I had to sort of direct it. It's sort of like a surfer. He can't just stand there on the, on the sea and wait for the wave to push him to shore. He has to go with the wave. We have to go with that inspiration. But if you want to change, then don't allow yourself to think, well, this is what I am. Like Martin Luther, when he rebelled against the Catholic Church and posted his great proclamation on the church door, and he um, said, here I stand and I cannot change. Well, dogmatism didn't give him wisdom. Wisdom comes from being fluid, from being open to be guided. And what is true yesterday may not be true today. Truth changes constantly, not in value, but in expression. And so it is that I discovered that I used to be too intellectual, and I used to try to think that everything had to be defined very specifically. And uh, I did reach the point, and this is before I came to my guru, where I was tired of intellectuality. I realized that it wasn't giving me understanding. I looked back to my childhood and I thought, well, why was I so happy then? And why am I not happy now? I've thought so deeply. I've read all the profound, well, certainly not all the profound, but quite a lot of the profound philosophy and teachings of Western culture. I didn't know anything about Indian. But uh, I wasn't happy. And when I came to my guru, I, I was tired of being intellectual. So that was my salvation because when he urged me to develop devotion, I was ready for that. Still, it's a habit, and it's hard to change habit. But I remember how free I felt when finally I began to feel the sweetness of devotion. I remember him saying, now, keep on with your devotion. Or think just how dry your life is when you go only by intellect. You know, that's what the spiritual life is all about. We must love God, just like children loving their mother, just like the lover loving his beloved, just like the mother loving her child. Innocent, sweet, unself-protective love. This is the way to find truth. Truth, when we seek it with all our hearts, that truth is eternal. Don't think that truth can ever be defined any definition of it. I've often thought about India. It's such a complex culture that really you can't say anything about it that wouldn't be changed in 24 hours and the opposite presented to you as the definition. But it's a beautiful thing too because in that variety you find so much fluidity, so much flexibility, and you discover that finding truth is really like riding a surfboard learning to go with the waves, learning to go with circumstance, and yet keep your own center always fixed. Fixed in your love for God and for truth. Don't ever change that. But go with the waves of circumstance as the truth guides you. You will see that life, instead of becoming boringly fixed and one-dimensional, that it's an ever-fresh and ever ever delightful adventure. Let us sing this song to you. It's called Truth Can Never Die. And I think that you will enjoy it. It's probably about the third song I ever wrote. 
and uh, we might call it even a theme song of our community. Joy to you. Call it progress down with those who doubt. To join the causes, others join and shout when others shout. Come, you're a man, no passive stone. Stand up and call your soul your own. Go on alone, go on alone. Vanish weakness, go on alone. Go on alone, go on alone. Don't look back, just go on alone. Some men lack the daring ever to be free. They shun the heights and cloud the depths and court security. Stone. Stand up and call your soul your own. Go on alone, go on alone. Banish weakness, go on alone. Go on alone, go on alone. Don't look back, just go on alone. Cowards see but pride in singularity. Men are wrong so long as they agree. Come, you're a man, no passive stone. Stand up and call your soul your own. Go on alone, go on alone. Banish weakness, go on alone. Go on alone, go on alone. Don't look back, just go on alone. The power within you, error to defy. The world may change or disappear, but truth can never die. Come, you're a man, no passive stone. Stand up and call your soul your own. Go on alone, go on alone. Banish weakness, go on alone. Go on alone, go on alone Don't look back, just go on alone